This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, John Solberg here. I am your host for the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Excited to tell you that today's episode is being brought to you by The Butcher Shop. Purveyors of highly sought after 100% Australia non-crossbred Wavara 9 plus briskets that are always, always handpicked just for you. The Butcher Shop has been retailing the finest meats for more than 15 years, and every week they're shipping out competition quality meats to many of the biggest teams in the competition scene across the nation. Simply put, teams that use The Butcher Shop win, and they win often. Not a competitor, but still have an eye for the finer cuts? Great news, the butcher shop is shipping some of the finest prime, dry-aged Australian Wagyu and Japanese Wagyu steaks to people just like you and me who aspire to be the kings and queens of the cul-de-sac. The butcher shop always has Berkshire, Compart Duroc, Allegiance Duroc, and Prairie Fresh all-natural pork in stock. And again, it's always hand-picked just for you. So let's review the best competition briskets. They got that. The best pork selection, they got that. Giving you better overall options to cook at home, they got that. So you give the butcher shop a call today. 850-458-8782. That's 850-458-8782. You mentioned the Barbecue Central Show, and they're going to give you 10% off your entire order each and every time you call. You can also check them out on Facebook. Head over to facebook.com slash The Butcher Shop. Shop is spelled S-H-O-P-P-E. The Butcher Shop, home of the 100% Australian non-crossbred Wivara 9 Plus Briskets. And today we're going to take a journey back to July 22nd, 2014. Greg catches up with the diva. They're going to talk a little old school social media. Danielle, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing absolutely fabulous, Danielle. Appreciate you asking. Um, look, whenever I have you on the show, it looks like perhaps you've just escaped from captivity <laughs> with what you have going on behind you. I'm always very worried. You're all right, right? I'm okay. I'm in my uh, my office, and so it's you know nothing all that attractive, that's for sure. And it's you know it's been a long day. I've got three kids. Life, it's just life. Oof, I know three kids, long days. I'm with you um, tonight. I wanted to uh, hit on a topic, and I don't know if it's branding season or people are getting halfway through the year and deciding they want to start something or other, but I've been getting a lot of email asking me about branding. So I'm like, eh, I had a couple people drop out tonight, and uh, this one just keeps recurring. So, hey, why not call somebody that, A, I know has really... I don't think it's offensive to say that you're kind of a grassroots star, right? I mean, you started, we, we both kind of, I always like to say we kind of came up together. We started right around the same yeah, time. And I totally agree with that. You've built everything that you have through hard work, yeah. self-taught, uh, asking for help here or there, and, and people giving you some tips. But, you know, people give you tips, but you still have to be able to, it's like cooking schools, right? You go to cooking school, you still have to be able to implement the stuff that you learned in order to be successful in the contest, same thing goes with uh, the, the social media and the branding. So, I guess uh, just for a little bit of uh, background, how did you, or perhaps when did you realize that being efficient at branding and all the things that come along with that is really kind of a, a key component to success? 
Well, I think it's one of the things is that I was one of the very first people on Twitter in the barbecue world. Um, I'm going to say that right off the bat. I've been on Twitter since February of 2009, and I truly was one of the very first barbecue people uh, that was on the competition circuit that was just starting to do some TV and things like that, uh, that really embraced, I think, social media in a large capacity. Um, one of the key things is that uh, you know there's some, there's some funny pictures out there um, of me teaching people at um, a national barbecue conference. Now, this is going back quite a few years now about how to get on social media. It's so funny. You know, there's a picture there of me teaching Myron Mixon, uh, Randy Twyford, um, Iowa Smokey D's back in 2009, just how to use Twitter and Facebook. So it was one of those kind of, I was an early adapter to all of those social media things. Um, it also gave me a platform and a voice that I probably would not have had having um, come from Canada. You know, I have to overcome some geographic issues uh, on a daily basis, uh, just in regards to getting my message out. So having a platform like social media applications such as Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Pinterest, all those wonderful things, um, has really enabled me to reach out to a much larger audience. Danielle, you've just mentioned three or four or five different social media things, and I think you know maybe it's a, a, a two-headed monster here we want to cover. You're talking about the people yeah. you know five years ago that you were introducing to social media. Do you think at this point, fast forward five years, the people that you were teaching, like it was an age thing that they thought that it was going to be a fad that passed, like cable television that never passed, stuff like that? Or do you think that uh, it just something that didn't register with them to be important to, to building a business and, and getting your name out there, or however you want to you know, term it? Well, I think one of the things is that it is a, you know, barbecuers are, uh, I think, for the most part, rather traditionalists in a lot of sense of the word. Um, and it's one of those things where people don't realize the impact that social media actually has on your brand and what it can enable you to do and to reach out to, like I said, different markets. So I think it was one of those things where they're like, you know, what is this thing? Like you said, it's like, is it a fad? Like, is this just going to go away? Um, however, for me, it, it was more of, let me show you how I can help you get to a much larger audience for next to no cost. Because, you know, at the end of the day, none of us had, um, you know, and I still don't much to this day, have like huge advertising budgets. We don't have the platform, say like a NASCAR car driver with, you know, um, you know, a couple million dollars in sponsorships every year. How can I reach my audience? How can I communicate my message to the audience? And a, a perfect example, Randy Twyford is probably one of the all-time very best people on social media at this point. He has got such a great platform on his Facebook, on his Twitter, on his regular newsletters, on his social media, you know, uh, profile, um, that it's really nice to see. In fact, you know, I remember helping him going, okay, well, this is how you do your first tweet. <laughs> Danielle Domofsky from uh, DivaQ joining me here on the show. DivaQ.ca is her website, by the way, if you want to check it out while we're talking. Um, you know, YouTube has been around, it seems, forever now. And originally yeah. when YouTube came out, it was the place to go to watch all the shows that were just being pirated and uploaded. And it was like disregard all over the place. It was crazy. And it's you know since been dialed back quite a bit. However, in the last, let's say, three or four years, it has really become an avenue for people. It's almost like the video of Twitter, right? Um, you can put up videos. You can show yourself in situations. I mean, people are making, for real, large amounts of money 
doing YouTube videos because YouTube has seen the amount of people that are driving to these people's channels. They're watching their videos by the millions. And these people are making money off of advertising that Google's selling or, you know, however those things work. So obviously there is some type of value that YouTube is bringing to any audience, whether you're watching somebody that shoots guns or my girls watch Jenna Rubles, whoever the hell that is, and she's got more money than me, and I hate her guts. Um, So in regards to YouTube, and you have really created uh, one of the better-looking YouTube pages, and we'll get into you know how you build it here in just a second. But you know, obviously, you knew it was important to get a YouTube presence. But when did you decide to really you know put in that effort and do the quality videos that you're doing now? Is it relevant still today? It's many years ago. They're talking social media. It has evolved, but probably has remained the same. I don't know. It's a point to ponder. I'm pondering. All right. I'm going to get out of here. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less. I'm your host, John Solberg. I look forward to talking to you again soon.